1: Cheers, here's Siddle. He's got it! He's got it in! Peter Siddle's got a hat trick
0: on his birthday! Go, go, go! Hello, welcome to 2023. You're listening to Two Slips in a Gully, and I'm joined by my other co host, Aaron, tonight.
1: How are you, Aaron? I'm very well. Happy New Year to everybody.
0: Um, we aren't joined by Glenn this week. He was too busy having a holiday during his holiday period. The height of you. The nerve. I know. Um, but we did get to catch up with him at our Two Sleeps in the Gully road trip to the SCG. If you haven't seen any of our posts to do with that, make sure you go and have a look. We had a great time. I was in fangirl heaven for most of the day. Five minutes out of my car and I bump into Glenn
1: McGrath. We met Glenn McGrath. <laughs> he spoke to us. We breathe the same air. <laughs> Not creepy at all. No it, was, no, it was
0: great. Park the car, walk down, come past the members, looking at all. Oh, yeah, there's the statues. There's the members entry. And then I look over to my right, and then there's Glenn McGrath standing there getting ready for his uh, interviews with like, the McGrath Foundation and stuff, just taking some photos with fans. And, like, I've stopped. Like, I've been shot. My better half, Amy, was there going, what's going on? I've got. that's Glenn McGrath. Oh, my God, that's Glenn McGrath. I should get a photo. And she's like, yeah, we'll go get a photo. I'm like, I'm going to go get a photo. <laughs> Toddled over there. Backpack on, stupid grin on my face. Oh, can I get a photo? Sure can. Put his arm around me, poses for the photo. I was just like, all right.
1: The next thing he had these two other desperados (laughs) drooling around at his feet going, you're my hero.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't even care if it was like day three and it rained all day after that. I could have gone home happy going, I met Glenn McGrath that day. I am sweet. Uh, but uh, as you can tell, we've been off since before the Boxing Day Test. So we have lots and lots to cover in this episode. We've got uh, the, the conclusion of the South African Test Series. Uh, we've got the Indian squad has been announced for our upcoming tour. Uh, we've got the BBL. We've got the beginning of the South African T20. We've got uh, Sri Lanka and India. All sorts to talk about. We're going to get into it as much as we can between the two of us. So stay tuned. Strap yourselves in. This is going to be a good one uh,
1: we'll coming up right after this.
0: Here we go, Ryan Harris. Oh, straight away! He's crashed into the stumps. England have lost their first wicket with the first ball of the innings. So to, to get some stuff out of the way for this one, we're, we're going to try something new. I know that if you go, those of you that have been listening to the podcast for a while know that uh, especially myself, I'll stand up and own it, I uh, have a tendency to waffle on a little bit when we get into our cricket points and our, our podcast can get, um, I'm going to use the word epic, but uh yeah, uh, another word you could say is long. <laughs> so we're going to rattle off a few of the uh, a few of the, the points we want to get across in in this round with a uh, with a lightning round. So we've got uh, we've got two minutes to have our bit of a say, and then once the alarm goes off, uh, we're going to move on to the next point. So uh, we're going to do that, tackle some of the, the big topics that we're probably not quite as on top of as we need to, we don't want to then stretch it out into a, a big long yarn as we waffle on about it. So we're going to start off uh, in in just a second. So we're going to rattle through uh, five topics in the next uh, the next ten minutes. So uh, strap yourselves in. This could be interesting. It's the first time we've done this. We haven't uh, we haven't
1: rehearsed it at all. You're, you're so bit, you're about to hear the prototype on air. Yeah, if there ever
0: such thing as live in a podcast, this would be about as close as it gets. Yeah. All, right. all right. Three. 2 1 and we're off. First one I want to talk about really quickly is just the disgusting way that the media treated Usman Kawaja in the uh, in the Sydney test. And why what I mean by that is they had a very jovial interview with him uh in regards to what's going on in the in the test. He's obviously on 195, conjecture about what's going to happen, is he going to get to his 200? Yada yada yada. Um, in that he he Very much tongue-in-cheek remark going, oh, I think it'll be a bit harsh for Paddy Cummins to declare on me. I think I'll get to go out again. Now, without any context at all, they just took that blurb, that quote, and put it up on their social medias, their pages, with no other thing there. It was just Usman Khawaja on the state of play in the Sydney Test. It would be harsh for Cummins to declare on me, I reckon I'll get to go out and bat again just to get the five runs. We've already lost so much time in the game. He's obviously having a bit of fun with the the, the commentator, and then his words are being twisted around to make it look like that he's putting himself above the team. Mm. There was no context there. That was it. And the the comments, for anyone who hasn't seen the media, were all full of, Khawaj is such a selfish blah, 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 blah. And I just think it's disgusting that they would misrepresent the facts like that just to get clicks.
1: Um. Fox, what, what? if you had any understanding about the way the Fox media empire works, this is how the Fox media empire works. I know. Okay, they do it in America, they do it in England, they do it out here in Australia because essentially they own the media out here and they can do things like this that show absolutely no, it's just, it's clickbait.
0: Yeah, it is. It's it just it's clickbait, that's it's, all it is. It's upsetting, it's disappointing, we should be better than that. Like yeah. it should be better than that. It wasn't even just a buy the numbers interview. It was a very friendly one, which then they've turned around and painted him like a villain. And I think it's disgusting that the like if they came back and tried to interview me after the close
1: of the, the, the innings, I would
0: be like, no, hey, get stuffed." The last time I interviewed with you guys, I was painted out to be a selfish bastard. I'm not Everyone interviewing with you anymore.
1: Joke with you guys. A, and, but this- oh, that's it. That's it. Time it done. So, yeah. Not
0: not great from Fox Sports there. So moving on to our next point now. Ready? Go. South African T20 has taken place, gotten underway. The MI Cape Town is taking on the pal Royals. So Joss Butler, uh um, Jason Roy, uh, who else we got in there? Rashid Khan, Jofra Archer, Devol Brevis—a yeah. pretty star-studded start to the game. Love
1: watching games at Cape Town. It is such a gorgeous ground, isn't it? Yeah, it's an amazing place to play cricket. I could only imagine, like you know, it'd be one of those. I guess as a Test cricket, to be a bucket list sort of place to go and play. Um, certainly, like just the, the the beautiful nature of the of the surrounds just are, are amazing. Um, I must admit I haven't been following a lot of the, this build-up to the South African T20. I'll get into it a little bit more now that it's started. It was um, a very impressive-looking crowd.
0: I think it's going to be really, really big for um, South African cricket. They're always talking about that it's it's a little bit on the wane over there, and I think this is just the – this is the good thing about T20 is that it does get the, the common man, so to speak, back into the game.
1: Yeah, uh, look, I, I couldn't agree more from that point of view, and clearly um, after what we've seen out here with their, with their test team, um, there is some issues in that in their, the foundations of their cricket that need to be addressed. And what we're finding around the world is T20s to cash cow that enables you to go and do these things. Uh,
0: so. One thing that was particularly of interest for um, Australian fans is that saw the return of Joffre Archer for this game. And boy, did he have a day out. I believe it's his first game of top class cricket um, since he got
1: injured. So about right?
0: 17 months. And he picked up, I think it was four for 26. It was. Uh, Really, really good showing from Joffre. Um, very, very impressive. I didn't get to see the whole game. I went and watched some highlights for coming out here just for this for this segment, and he looked sharp. He looked quick. Yeah. You know, that, that one that really rears off a length that you don't think it's short enough to get up, and it gets up. He, he's got that back. So a big, big quick test to see if he can do that over the course of a test match, but he certainly looks like, at least in the short term, he's got uh, his credit legs back underneath him.
1: Yeah, Um. he is the X Factor in our, in our next Ashes place.
0: So far, so good. We've gotten through it okay. Uh, all right, next one. Uh, India and Sri Lanka have started their one-day international series, and uh, Virat Kohli has returned to form, which again would be something that's of note to the uh, the Australians heading into uh, into a Test series. Obviously, you know, white ball runs and red ball
1: runs are a bit different, but um, any runs are good runs for yeah, for a batsman. I, 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 somehow, I don't think that they're going to be. I mean, it really doesn't make too much of a difference to them because they great players to spin their home conditions. But that wicket was, you know, they should have been charging tolls on it, really. Yeah. It was so fun. three
0: 3.70 you in the first, for the first dig, and fantastic
1: 100 from Coley. Yeah, your openers have gone out and got over 50s each over a run of ball. They were like, I think, I, I turned it on, and they were like, two hundred in the twenty seventh over. Yeah, it was it, yeah, was, a yeah, it was you wouldn't a, want to be yeah. a Sri Lankan
0: bowler. And uh in reply, but
1: very, very impressive century from um, was it Sharnika? Yeah,
0: Das Sharnika. Yeah. Um and the Path Walls Patham Nisanka was yeah. He was solid up top, but considering you're chasing 370, he yeah, wasn't. He, he wasn't, wasn't quick enough. No, he wasn't. Um, big talking point out of that is that uh, Mohammed Shami tried a man cut um, Sharnika on 98, and yeah. Rohit Sharma
1: said, "No, no, we're not having we're any not, of that. We're not doing that." What? A, let's honestly, people, let's take our hats off to a to an international captain of a country who seems to be all well and good with the run out at the non-striker's end, as they like to call it who said, no, we're not having that. I think what was good about that
0: is, you know, I think they would have seen that we've got the game fairly well in hand at this point. They're probably not going to chase down 370, and running out the opposition captain on 98 is, in that manner,
1: is a bit of a bad look. So, um, oh, A bit of a bad look. It's an absolute <laughs> disgrace. Yeah. It's an absolute disgrace. That's what it is. It is. Um, so, yeah, look, I think hats off to him. It would have been interesting if the game was on the line. Would he have still done the same thing? Um. They. This has got to stop. It does. It's got to stop. We are. We. So far, so good. So far,
0: so good. All right. So the next topic I want to talk about is just uh, the Big Bash. How the Big Bash is going. Um. So it's been a. It's, it's been a good tournament so it's far.
1: Next, it's probably been one of the better tournaments that they've put on, certainly in the last few years. Oh. The standard is very high.
0: I think we are getting to the point, though, where we're starting to get, especially with a World Cup that's just taken place with a little bit of fatigue. I mean, I'm playing Super Coach, and like I have had no interest in watching either like, the game tonight or the game last night. I've watched – I think I watched – the first few overs because I knew that the, my guy was was yeah. opening the batting. He got out, and then I'm like, eh. right. so I think we're hitting we're hitting the point where we need to really start being getting to wrap it up. But as I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure most teams still have another seven games left. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think we're sort of hitting that point that. Again, I was full of beans last, enjoyed the cricket, and then sort of just after New Year's, I was like, is this still going? But it's been a great tournament. There's been so many storylines. Matt Short has been
1: phenomenal. A revelation. I mean, he's batting. And on top of previous good form, I mean, this is no great surprise to anybody who's watched him previously, but the ball striking of this guy has to be saying, you're known to be opening or batting very high in the order for a T20 International team. Yep, he is. He's. His footwork, the thing that impresses me is the stable base that he generates I, off of
0: a foot. I love how much he can just generate pay, like, uh, pace of the boundary just off yeah. his hips. Anything on his hips is dispatched. Yeah. Uh, what else? Patty Dooley has had a fantastic tournament so far. He's an interesting character, um, isn't he? Aaron Hardy has sort of very much established himself oh, as he, that heir apparent all-arounder yeah, all role. He's so. had a big, big tournament so far. He has. You know, the the usual suspects have done well. Yeah, the Sixers and the Scorchers yeah. are near the top. The Stars are yeah. Were, you know, were struggling. Uh, yeah. The one bright spot was the Renegades. They started off really strong. They've certainly tapered out now. It's going to be interesting to see how they're going to go with Hussain and a few of their other guys leaving. So yeah. it's going to be a big – but uh, looking like a promising run
1: home and it's been, it's been good quality cricket so far. The thing that um, I think is most impressive is that the, the standard of play in pretty much all the games has been very high. There's been very good play in all of the games.
0: Uh, Sorry, the last point that I want to get off is um, still with the BBL, but uh, also touching on uh, a previous thing we've spoken about, which is, of course, Adam Zampers' not-out man-cad that we've had. What a a turning point for
1: that game it was. It was. um, You don't know what to say about it because I was actually watching it at the time when it happened. And I was, and I think I got on straight yeah. on the group chat. No, Zipper, no. why? No, yeah. what are you doing this for? Why I, is it, you know, I,
0: I, what is this? I was very happy with the fact that it was given not out. I yeah. was happy with the ruling being that, you yeah, know, you've gone past the, the vertical, mm-hmm. so you should have you should have delivered the ball and you didn't, mm-hmm. and that's not what the rule is about. Um, and when you look back at the replay,
1: I mean, I don't think that, he's, he's talking about the fact that they were able to turn a one and a half into two. Well... You know, that's maybe. How and that's just good. And, and
0: that's fine. If you can do. If he's left. If you're sure he's left early, the previous ball, that's fine. If you want to run him out, you run him out. But you can't. You can't yeah. get all the way through your delivery stride. Yeah, and, then, and then hang on to the ball. Yeah. Like. Yeah, that's, that's not what the rule is. And, like, I was having a discussion with you earlier, and we'll probably expand on it next week when Glenn is here, but in all honesty, I don't see why we should have this anymore. Yeah. Have it like we do. Like It's not a comparable thing. A bowler can bowl 15, 20, 1,000 no balls in yeah. a game, and it costs them a run, and they've got to bowl the ball again. A batsman leaves the career. everyone Everyone's talking, oh, well, the batsman can't leave. if a batsman leaves early, he's out. That's not, that's not a, a, a compensatory Punishment for what he's done. Yeah. Penalise it. Use the uh, no-ball camera like I spoke about and Mitch Starks talked about. Use the no-ball camera to track when they leave. They leave early. Call it one yeah. short. If you really want to crack down on it, if you do it more than three times in innings, put a five-run penalty on there.
1: Yeah.
0: That way every ball gets checked so the bowlers actually end up coming up ahead. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's something that needs to go. No one wants it and it's just like, oh, but it's in the rules. But it shouldn't be in the rules.
1: Yeah, it's a, there's the easy fix. It's in the rules. Take it
0: out. We got that done. I'm, I'm going to cheat a little bit for this one because I wanted to come up with another point just before we move on. I'm not going to drag down into this. So a ball is technically live once you've let go of it. It's not a live ball. It's still a dead ball until you deliver the ball. So you shouldn't be able to affect a wicket during a dead ball. You run in, you stuff your run up, up, and you pull up. Umpire turns around, dead ball. I saw Ben Hilfenhaus come up, land his front foot like all the way through, planted his front foot, and he just must have been one of those bowlers that just knows when his action's not quite right, and he's held onto the ball and pulled up and just walked back. Like, it's the latest I've ever seen a bowler. Like, his front arm was up, he's planted his front foot, his arm was coming over, and he's held onto it. And he's wandered back down to his mark, and they showed a replay where he landed his foot, and his foot was over the, the line. So he's obviously realised, no, no, I've overstretched here. I'm not bowling a no ball, and held onto the ball turn around, dead ball. Why should the bowlers be able to take a wicket when the ball is not live? Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense to me.
1: Yeah, well, that's that's actually a really, really good point and something that isn't really ever taken into account. You know, everybody just assumes, and I mean, I must admit, I was probably in that camp myself, that as soon as you start your run-up and you're preparing to bowl the ball, that the ball is then technically live. Because, I mean, if, if your bowler's running up and he sees... The non the the batsman out of his crease can he stop and peg the ball at the stumps?
0: Well, I don't know. Well, so if the like if he's running up and the batsman pulls away,
1: yeah,
0: you've got to stop.
1: Yeah,
0: you can't just keep bowling. If it's yeah. a live ball, as soon as the bowler runs in and the batsman was, oh, I don't care that you've moved. No. It's a live ball. It's it's not a live ball. Yeah. Um, obviously, you need to put safeguards in so the batsman can't take advantage of that rule. Yeah. Um, but I, I could be wrong, and someone might be able to come in and, and explain this, but when the rule was initially brought in all those years ago, the rule had to be that you had to take the stumps before you, before you went do the delivery strike. Now, someone – I'm, I'm – I'm 70% certain that was the rule. The initial wording of the rule was you came in before you reached your delivery stride. If he was out of his crease, you took the bails off. Once you entered your delivery stride, you That's couldn't. That's how
1: I always remembered the man cat as a, as a kid because it, you know, it was a, just not a done thing. So you've seen examples of it, and it never the example never included him coming through and actually trying to bowl the ball. You got short. Of the of So, the, so th- th- th-
0: the spirit of the rule is to catch people leaving as you're running in. It's not to hang onto the ball and then, in the. How much how much time takes place in two or three frames? Like half a second, if oh, that. If that. Um, so, less than half a second and you're hanging onto it. So, the ball's supposed to be let, you know, delivered in f- the first frame and then you hang onto it and two frames later he's. You know an inch and a half out of his crease or two inches out of his crease, and you're like, well, he's left his crease early. Well, that's not what the rule is. And you shouldn't be encouraging bowlers to run in with no intention to bowl the ball. You can't fake field. Fake fielding is a five run penalty. Right. You shouldn't be allowed to run in with and that's what zampa did. I, zampa probably thought he probably did leave early. Zampa saw it as he's come over, he's gone, oh he's left early. Mackenzie Harvey's turned that into a two, when it should probably should have been a one if he you know, if he stayed until I delivered the ball, he may not have gone back for the second.
1: But yeah, you then, you then, may not. You then can't may not.
0: you can't come in the next ball and go, Well, I'm gonna get all the way through, fake ball, because he'll leave and then I'll run it. That's that shouldn't and that's what the current ruling of the man can get all the way up to to here. And as a batsman, you're thinking to yourself, all right, it's you know, it's above his head, I can probably start just make a couple of steps down the crease. And I think when they slowed it down at the frame where he should have delivered the ball, yes, he was slightly out of his crease. But that's not what the rule is supposed to be catching out. Like, I just think it's. Let's just be rid of it. Rid of it at an international level, use the camera. Punish every single ball. Yeah. That way you don't have any of this, this fanfare about it. You don't have to ask bowlers to suddenly become this pariah about it all. Yeah. And and they actually end up coming ahead because the batsmen have to stay back because they will get caught. Yeah. And it's a more compensatory penalty for their crime because yeah. bowlers are, are, are free to overstep all the time. It costs them a run and they have to bowl the ball again. Yeah. And a batsman's got to lose his wicket and take no further part in the game because he was went a little bit early. Like yeah. that doesn't—that's not—that's not a compensator crime and, or a penalty and for that. Quite often
1: crime. is deceived into going a little bit early when you when you
0: especially especially modern day modern day manicads absolutely are, yeah. uh, are deceived. You know, and height when when runs are a premium at a T twenty game, you know, and you get all the way where you should be delivering the ball, and that's where the batsman takes off, and then you pull out. No, that's that's not that's, no, that's, that's not cricket. It's that's not cricket is what it is. All right, so, yeah, that last one went on, and I promise that we won't do that for everyone, but it was one that is quite contentious, and we'll have a bit of a chat about it next week when uh, when Glenn's back. Um, but, yeah, that's our first lightning round. I think we went okay. I think we, got, I think we got most of the points out we wanted to get. And it hasn't been it more than 20 minutes. No, it's good. It's good. All right, so right after this, we'll get stuck into the wrap-up of the South African-Australia test series. So when we left you guys, we had just finished the first test. So since then we've had the Boxing Day test and the Sydney test, and uh, I'm sure that if you've been following along, that we've had uh, sort of quite, quite the adventure at the Sydney test. But let's start with Boxing Day because that's always such a great Australian tradition, and it's actually a South African one. So I think that's something that we don't quite give the South Africans enough credit here. So the, the New Year's, New Year's and Boxing Day games for South Africa are the, by far their most lucrative. Um, test matches for their for their home summer, and they've given them up to come play in Australia, which is which is a, a really big deal because like I was talk about this whole thing. I really enjoy watching South Africa and Australia play. I think they're, for the exception of this one, they're usually a fantastic competitive series. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'd be really you know, really upset if we didn't get to see South Africa a lot. And they've they parted with a great deal to make um to make this happen. Uh, so. Going to the first, uh, sort of the the Boxing Day, the Boxing Day Test. So South Africa started, well, not great, let's face it. Let's face it, yeah. Coming Um, out Boxing Day. Yeah.
1: Look, um, I think that they really have been exposed for... It's unbelievable to think they come here as the third-ranked test nation in the world, isn't it? They've
0: really slumped. They've really struggled to find any consistency with the bat, which just means that they've got no pressure at all with the
1: ball. yeah. And you look, you look at the South African teams of not that far past and some of the great batsmen, the great batsmen, the Amlers, the De Villiers. I mean, you know, look, I don't know about you. I actually do know about you. A.B. De Villiers is up here somewhere on my pedestal. Oh, He's just, one of the greatest players I've ever seen. seen.
0: To be um, honest, I think he would have, he would have close to have been the best technique I think I've seen of a bat. Like he, uh, one of the, just one of the best batsmen I've seen. Just yeah. and the way that he manages to still excel in the, the hardest of circumstances and what does it for me.
1: Um, yeah. he just, and like I said, the, the great Hashim Amla, um, Graham Smith, Callis. You know, Callis. the list goes on. And where 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 is that tradition now of these guys? Who who in that test lineup that they put out on Boxing Day, and again in the, in the third test. They, in this test series they had three different number threes and and the num- guy who they wanted to be the number three wasn't he
0: so but he was va- he was playing domestic cricket over in South Africa which really confused me it was Brian yeah. Rickleton.
1: yeah exactly and it's like you know he's the only other guy who's going to come into the team about you know in a top order um they really don't have any guys in there who are test quality. And they've been exposed by good bowling attacks. They got exposed by England. They've been exposed by us. And the, the, the most disappointing thing for me was partners, it like nine straight innings they went without breaking two hundred. At yeah, that point, it was it's just extraordinary. I mean, that's like going back to the depths of the sort of things that happened to us in the nineteen seventies and and things like that. So, um, I, the thing I was most disappointed about in both Boxing Day and in the Sydney Test matches it bowlers. That's yeah, a, that then, that is a that is a world class attack that they brought out here was and, blunted, and they just did not get it right. They're tactically poor bold lengths that just were... Well, well, we'll talk about that when we get to the Sydney one, but we were saying
0: the entire time that we were watching you know, Smith, Head, and Kawaji go and do their thing right. is that consistently all of them were way too short. There were so many runs scored square of the wicket. It was yeah.
1: ridiculous. Yeah. Too short, too straight. And you know, look, you didn't look at any any highlights of Travis Head over the last two years in Australia. But you just keep feeding it to him and like feeding it, it to him. It's like like really we said in the, the little video
0: teaser that we posted after the, the, the day's play, I think Okwaja was on 195 and in the play. He scored like 12 runs in the V. Yeah. 12 runs in the V out of, out of basically 200. Like, yeah. why are you not making
1: this guy drive? Yeah, exactly. On a wicket that was was holding a bit. It wasn't a, a fast wicket by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. As, Australia got the best of it, I would imagine, you, you'd have to say, in, in Sydney. Um, but, I mean, they've dis- they been disappointing all over the country, the South Africans, and it just sounds like the Gabba wicket, yeah, you can, ha- you can have your conjectures about that. The Melbourne wicket was a good one. Yeah. The Melbourne wicket was a good one, and they were appalling. Well, we, didn't,
0: we didn't have any issues with it as we marched on and scored. Or was it yeah, five hundred yeah, and seventy-five? Five seventy-five. Um, but Boxing Day itself was a great day of cricket. I mean, um, you know, Dean Elgar got himself into this series a little bit in that one. He's had a horrid time, but he actually scored the 20, 26 runs and then just oh, just ran himself out with a brilliant bit of work from Mahana. So he would have been loving that on on Mine Boxing is Day. Starting to get a bit of the Dean Joneses about him, isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah, turning into a bit of a
1: hunting around in the covers there and then putting batsmen under all sorts of pressure.
0: Um, And then you had uh, a little bit of a fight back from Verenae and and Marco Jansen, both knocking up uh, 50s for that. So you had a bit of a fight back. And then um, the the wonder kid, Cam Green, coming off people saying that he should be dropped after the West Indies series. Pfeiffer on Boxing Day, 5 for 27 off off 10.4 and, like, he broke the back of the the, – dismissed
1: both set batsmen. And and he went for 10 runs in his first over, by the way. Yeah. So, so yeah, once you got once you got the range, he was okay. Uh,
0: and then and then we go move to the Australians where we go and talk about the um, well the innings that apparently is good enough to be Player of the Series. What an absurdity that is! Oh, like yeah. all credit to David Warner, scoring a double hundred is no easy feat against that attack and off two hundred and
1: fifty five balls. Brilliant, yeah. absolutely brilliant, vintage David Warner. And nah. very difficult conditions too. I mean, the guy struggled physically and stuff like that. But is he being awarded the man of the series because he he succumbed to cramp and had to be taken off the field and put on a drip or whatever it is? Look,
0: even David Warner doesn't think that he deserved the player of the series. When they were talking to him in the Big Bash commentary the other night, he thought it
1: should have gone to, to Cummins. Nah. Um, uh, I would have no problems. With that or Travis Head. Yeah, Cummins or Head were the players. The they were the they were two most influential players. I mean, Travis Head's innings in Brisbane was just <laughs> amazing innings. It, why was the gap? Boy, yeah, that, when, when people will look back on that in history, that'll be written in in the in the history books as one of the great innings. On, on such a difficult wicket against a really, really good attacker. And, and the thing it too, it easy. wasn't like, oh, I'll
0: just hang around and block out and I'll no. grind my way to at 92. He no. was swashbuckling. It yeah. was, you know, it was like Viv Richards-esque. It was yeah. when the everything's falling around him and he's just there with, you know, all that swagger and the, you know, the no, the no helmet and stuff. All the, all the everyone's crumbling like a house of cards around Travis' head, and he's like, what? As he's just flailing shots to the boundary. Like, Yeah,
1: um, he, his level of maturity this year has been the, the impressive thing for me as well. Like, he, he looks, he's still playing his game, but he looks like he really is in control of what he's doing.
0: Um, adding to the, well, the 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 pain for the South Africans, Alex Carey brought up his maiden Test hundred and what yeah. a what a well-deserving and knock was that an, was, and it was
1: an excellent knock too. Yeah. it really was. One hundred and forty nine, one hundred
0: and eleven of one hundred and forty nine balls, yeah. and he was uh, dutifully helped out by uh, yeah. a stricken Cam Green who yeah. cop, had to retire hurt. And when you look at the um, the X-rays for his finger, it was yeah. quite a it was a mean break. Yeah. And and, the, and then the, to hop it off, Nakia hit him on that finger again. And so he's coming out and lasted 177 balls to bring up uh, another 50 for Cam Green it was a, a fantastic. Test. So
1: the guy averages nearly 40 with the bat and under 30 of the ball, and we should drop him. Yeah,
0: and not to mention the fact that he has just got super glue for hands in the in the gully. Oh, hasn't just...
1: he been a revelation in the gully? Like you know, as a tall guy, um, it can be a bit difficult for him to get down. Doesn't seem he gets down quite well. Um, then we moved to the second
0: innings where it was just the I don't know, hiding nothing, weren't they, the poor yeah. South Africans. Um, I was really impressed. Like, his numbers aren't special. Um, one for 62 off 18 overs. He bowled a lot better than that. He bowled mean. He bowled quick. Yeah. He bowled well. Um, Mitchell Stark, and that was with uh, a broken uh, finger. Well, no, it wasn't broken finger. It was a, it it was a, a tendon torn finger. tendon in yeah, his one. hand, which yeah. had to have been difficult. Um, yeah. And he came out and I thought, geez, we're in a bit of trouble here. Pat Cummins, Scott Bolland and Nathan Lyon as our three main bowlers and then what we're gonna have what Lavachane, Smith, Head maybe filling in. But then when I saw Starkey take the new rock and I'm like, Yes, Starkey, get it. Yeah. Um the ball that he um the the LBW that he got, who
1: was it? It was um Irve out. Uh-huh. It was that was a great ball. Absolutely yeah. great ball. He was, that's why he's so difficult to left handers, is, isn't it? Because he's natural in swinger to a right hander. If he gets that like line right to the left hander, the left hander thinks that's pitching leg and going, going to keep going down. But it actually, comes back really sharply towards his stumps.
0: And it was a good review. Like Stark, he was like a team first, a tit him first. I only just hit him first, but it yeah. did. Um, and yeah, and then we moved on. You know, Pat Cummins took a wicket. Scott Boland got another two. Line did a good job. Three for fifty-eight. And Smudge chipped in. Yes, Smudge. Shipped in with a wicket again. Yeah. Do you know how many test wickets he's got? Don't oh, uh, look at your phone.
1: Uh, no, I'd say what, 16? 19.
0: Ooh, I
1: wasn't far off with it. He had 18, in that, and that one, the last one on the game was a 19.
0: Uh, that's right, he had 16 before he took the two at, uh, at Sydney. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think what summed up South Africa really well is this is an innings where like, the job is back for two days. Back for two days, save the game, moved to Sydney where one 0 we got a chance to level the series, and there was how
1: many run out? Two run outs, and farcical run outs at that. Yeah. The one of Zondo, I mean, come on, you just got to- they say you got barbecued by by um what's his name Bavuma uh, Bavuma, and to a certain extent he did. But Glenn pointed it out beautifully. The guy was laid out of the blocks, didn't hit second gear, and didn't stretch his butt out, didn't dive, didn't do anything. Yeah.
0: I thought the one that was most farcical was, for, in terms of rumor's behaviour, was Maharaja's run out where yeah. had turned blind. Yeah. And yeah.
1: just and sent off without calling. Oh, it's and... an appalling run of a time Yeah. Just, just is. disgraceful. For a, for, a te- for a test quality batsman, I mean I will give him this, he showed a lot of fight in this series. Oh, he was
0: comfortably the best batsman that yeah. um that South Africa yeah. had for that series. But,
1: uh, but the thing is, and I mean I think I said this in previous podcasts, I don't believe he's a test quality batsman. He averages under forty. He's he oh. he's got 20, 50s, and one hundred.
0: He's a he's a test quality batsman in the right team, but if he's the if he's the the linchpin of your batting lineup, then you're in you're in all sorts. If he was if he was batting at six, being a gun fielder or you know five or six, you had some big guys around him. He was coming in the middle order and he was chipping out fifties, and you obviously want a better conversion. Rate. I think he's got the worst
1: conversion. He rate does for the only one who's got a worse conversion rate because he hasn't scored a hundred yet is Dick Weller. <laughs> Dick Wellers up to like twenty four fifties now, I think it is, yeah. and no hundreds. Um, yes, yeah, so like I think he belongs at
0: Test cricket. I think he's he's a player that has shown that he can, but he's just he's not the best batsman. If he's the best batsman in your team. Right. Which he currently is at the moment, then your team is in dire straits.
1: Yeah, but any team that's not consistently—I mean, to be in the game in, in your first innings, you'd need to be scoring three hundred on a consistent basis, and you're oh, not even getting two, three. Well, I reckon three fifty, um, yeah. like uh, especially over here. Yeah, three fifty gets you in the game. You know, particularly with that bowling attack. I mean, you, you think to yourself, I wonder how. Like they look very dispirited and very. Robina was a shadow of himself. I just didn't like the fact that there didn't seem to be any plans.
0: The plan was just, okay, this is the length that we bowl that'll work in Australia, and that was just we do that until they either get them all out or they declare. Like yeah. where was you know where like Cummins coming around the wicket in at Sydney and like yeah. banging it in, banging it in like with you know leg gully bat pad. Like no. where was where was them like where was the the attack where they go and broke Michael Clark's shoulder at Centurion no. where was the, where was the mean stuff like no. Norkey bowled a few bounces but no. didn't follow it up with anything no. um, bowled he, quickly
1: but he was he was very wholehearted I thought his best test was Melbourne he bowled very well in Melbourne I thought and very well in Brisbane too but I mean had conditions to suit um, he tried hard in Sydney but it just wasn't there.
0: Oh, it just and the thing is, like you can run in and bang it in at one hundred and forty-five kilometers per hour. But you're going back of a length on a slow deck, like,
1: yeah,
0: and yeah, like obviously it's not. Nothing, but, yeah. like, where, like rip the poles out of the ground. Get him, like, use your airspeed. Yeah. Like, the pitch doing nothing for you off the deck, no. but you're just going to bang it in back of a length and watch Kawaja either work it off his hip or cut you no. repeatedly. Like, where is... <laughs> it got to the point of almost being fast, didn't it? Where is, like, where's the full stuff? Trying to get Kawaja pressing forward to get to... Kawaja's yeah. strength, if he can play off the back foot, he will milk you. It's always been his strength, being able to play the ball late. Uh-huh. Um, and that was the thing like Smith played so much swear of the wicket it, where was you drop like, getting these guys to come forward uh-huh. and especially on the, the day two when we got there when it was uh-huh. still overcast the batsmen uh-huh. weren't set you had a relatively new rock like and there was just this like gentle I'm saying in inverted commas because when you've got Rabada and orkea it's not gentle but like you've got it coming in at sort of seven to eight meters. You can leave it on length.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. You can then, if it's too straight, you work it off your hips. If it's too wide, you can open up, and play the yeah. cut shot. Like if that's what you want. If you're going to be facing Rivada or Nokia straight up, you yeah. want them bowling that length because it gives you the opportunity to leave a lot
1: of the ball. Yeah, exactly. And they had, to, they actually, because we were there, and I was a little bit worried with the amount because it was humid and it was overcast. And these guys bowl quick. Okay. And if you can get the ball to move around at a good pace, you have to pitch it up. Right. And I was just astonished. Like I, I pointed out to you, we were looking at up, up the wagon where they showed it, and Kwaich was about hundred and seventy or something, and he, he at, had at that point he had it, nine runs. He had in nine the, runs yeah, in plus, the v.
0: I saw that graphic. That as well. is
1: just extraordinary. You know, that's just saying that we're just going to let this guy sit on the back foot and milk us. Because, well, I mean, there was no there was no change in the
0: plan. It was no. just all right. Okay, you come in and bowl his legs. All right yeah. now. Uh, Nokia. You come in and bowl this length. All right, now, Jansen, you do that, but on the other side of the stumps. like. And the
1: thing is what?
0: It, and then we'll just, and right? then we'll pepper that with uh, yeah. Maharaj coming in and bowling them long hops that they
1: yeah. can just sweep to the boundary. Yeah, and the, 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 the f- interesting thing was they probably, with Kawaj, you don't notice it so much. He, do, he kills you death by a thousand cuts. Travis Head comes in and just, yeah, just, just chops here you up like a samurai sword. On 70, thanks for coming. Yeah, and, and that's literally how it was. I was like, oh, he's, he's what?
0: He's only been here for half an hour. Um, so moving on to how it bowled, obviously we, we were well well on top with the bat. Um, probably could have batted for five days and wouldn't have had any bothers at all. Uh, bowling. Super, super impressed with the Hoth. Uh, Josh Hayeswood coming back. Didn't yeah. look like he'd he missed a trick. He, he and, didn't, did he? And I he think, looks really fit. Too. I think that innings, because he missed all of the subcontinent games because yeah. they wanted to go with, and I think Stark will probably be, um, have his nose in front. He's obviously been, we'll talk about this later on, he's been ruled out of the first test. But I yeah. think if he comes back fit, he'll get, preferential treatment because his left arm and he's faster through the air but he also gives rough for Nathan Lyon to use yeah. but uh, Josh Hazel proved that he could be a very damaging weapon over in the it subcontinent was a bit of reverse uh, happening he there. was reversing the ball very well Pat yeah. Cummins I thought um, did the best with what he could with what he had at his disposal yeah. you can't question how well he bowled. he was lion hearted. He did everything he could to drag that team into oh, position that we could have standing. Um outstanding. it was the, the partnership early on day five um between Maharaj and, and, and Harmer. And and Hama that just ruined the yeah. any chance we had of pushing for a victory, which well done. I think that was the most fight that um, yeah. the, the South and Africans isn't had it,
1: isn't it bizarre that it took you two lower order batsmen to do it, but I mean where where is this from your from your top order? You know, my, I know that Bavuma dug in a couple of times. I know Zondo dug in a couple of times. Jansen dug in every time. But where's this from one, two, three, and four? Yeah, it's not good enough. Um, you, know, you, go, you know, we're going from one down to three or four down very, very quickly, and then it would get to Bavuma, Verena, and then it stall a little bit, and Jansen, and that would slow it down, and you get through them, and then all of a sudden they'd be out. Yeah.
0: So, uh Agar, we've been very big, like we've been talking up Agar for quite a while about him having to play for the uh, for the Indian tour. I, I still maintain that he does, but uh, what questioned me with the with the lineup is that we picked Agar at eight. Now, what that says to me, you picked Agar as a bowler, yeah. and we are under no uncertain terms. Agar is not the second best spinner in Australia. No, if he's not. going to be playing as a specialist bowler, which is what he was, if he's playing at eight that shouldn't have been Ashton Agar. Yeah. That should have been a Swepston. It should have been uh, a, a Murphy, a, perhaps a Cooneman, if you wanted to use left arm. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's something that um, Australia has uh, either Ashton Agar needs to pick up or Australia needs to pick up, is that yeah. what he bowled while being relatively tight yeah. was, wasn't was very threatening. No, um, And that's not going to – it will be different in India. He will have more favourable conditions, and I still think that we need to persevere with Agar. I think he could be – um, if he gets it right, a very big component in um, in what we're doing. But if we're going to play green as the all-rounder and then we're going to go with Agar, four, four specialist bowlers.
1: Yeah, Agar can't bat at eight. He has to
0: bat at seven. Yeah, he's there as potentially either a third spinner or he's there to complement your other specialist bowlers. Like, yeah. he would be he would be allowing you to play an extra bowler, not a primary bowler. And I think uh, over an injury, it might be different. Um, the, 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 The pitch conditions might allow him to come into the game a little bit more. But in Sydney, Agar as one of only four genuine bowling options was not the right call. That should have been Renshaw missing out. Us playing Lance Morris or Scott Boland, yeah. and Carey um, moving up to six. That yeah. shouldn't have been um, Agar. Shouldn't have batted a eight in for that. That should have, he should have been he should have been the all rounder. It should yeah. have been the same as in three quicks, the spinner, and then you play Agar as your your fifth option, not as your fourth option.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, having said that too, I mean, I'm more than comfortable to have Cam Green as uh, as part of that four pronged full on bowling attack because he's good enough. And that leaves Agar to be the number five bowler in, in an Indian situation. Yeah, I don't. My problem was, like, he bowled very tightly. He didn't. He didn't get caned or anything. The like problem that, is, but though, he didn't look like he
0: was going to get a wicket. And that's the thing, you know. Today we make it day five in India. We need line. I need Agar to be helping he push for victory. It yes. can't just be holding an end. Yeah. And I said like, with all of with the natural variation he's going to get on dusty Indian wickets, I think it's going to to, to assist the bounce. He'll get more pronounced spin being over there. Yeah. I don't think he got his lines quite right. I think no. he was probably too off stump. He needed to be more middle
1: and off. Yeah. And um, I think. I think on occasion he was. He was neither one nor the other. He didn't really hit that good length all the time. Yeah. He was a little was bit he, too full, a little bit too short. I yeah. Honestly, he, did, he, wasn't him to, back he wasn't getting He wasn't
0: getting that press foot, that half press foot. Yeah. Mark Wall talked about it a lot in commentary. They're either. Propping onto the front foot, yeah. or they'll stepping back and hitting him. It wasn't sort yeah. of getting in that area where they can't decide what they're going to do. And yeah. it, it's in, in Australian conditions, Agar is not a is not a big turner of the ball. And when you're not pressured to score runs like you are in a, in a one day international or a T twenty fixture, yeah. if, if, you if your job, if your job is survival and he's just bowling you that. You, yeah. s- you 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 rock forward, you smother the ball, you go job done. Let's have five more of them, thanks, and then yeah. um, you can face. Then you go good luck facing Cummins at the other end, mate. I'm <laughs> i lo- loving this. Yeah. This is great. Um, so there, hopefully that there's the brain trust has recognised that that his line was probably a little too wide, and his length was probably I, overall I thought it was a bit too full. Yeah. Um, and and sort of make those adjustments. I, I still maintain that he has the skill set to take us a long way in in those conditions but um, I think this is probably it for, for Agar if he doesn't sort of make this one work that he, that he yeah. could be a guy that we could go to yeah. I don't think you see him playing too much white wall cricket after after this so hopefully yeah. he, he gets that opportunity um, so yeah great series all round uh, like I said I'm, we're not too fussed with Warner winning the uh, the player oh, of the series be... that should have gone from someone else. But that was so... just
1: ridiculous, really, wasn't it? it really, you know, like, um, and it makes you wonder: is are these awards based on like actual influence on the series, or is it, like was it a sympathy thing because he got through and he got cramped and I had to carry him on? Okay, yeah, it just
0: yeah. it just smacked of being like, what is this? Because we've dragged your name through the mud for the last uh, little bit. Now we're giving you because I think Fox Sports potentially have yeah. a lot of the. Oh, the I say, they do, What so. happens that the Fox commentary team yeah. do that? Yeah, it was just this just a bit weird. Yeah, like, and and very nepotistic, I thought. Um. So, so yeah, it was a like I said, I love watching South Africa to play. This was a
1: pretty disappointing series for mine. Mm. Um, um, and when, all the build-up that we had for it as well, we were expecting a lot more.
0: I was expecting Australia to do sort of what they did to South Africa's batsmen. Like I expected the South Africa's batsmen to be really hard up against it. I expected it to be a fairly low-scoring series, to be honest. So, you know, we right. might have a couple of guys grind out some runs. Um, we'd always be a step and a half ahead because our batting line-up was better than theirs, but we'd sort of be doing it. We'd be... Yeah, like battleships trading blows. Yeah, you know, and eventually, just because we're a bit bigger battleship, yeah, we yeah. end up winning. But this one, we can we completely outplayed them. It yeah. was, uh, and, and yeah, their bowling attack even by day two in Sydney looked looked done.
1: Yeah, uh, at that they, point, they're, they're disinterested, disheartened, and what
0: other dish you want to add to it? <laughs> uh, all right, after this, we'll uh, we'll get into the uh, the big news, which is the Australian eighteen man squad for our India tour coming up in February. So, arguably, the biggest tour for Australia in quite a while, I think the only one that would be close would be the Ashes, we've finally got a squad for it. We've been postulating it for basically, what, a year now? We've been talking about going to Pakistan because we'll get have a look at some guys that might be able to go to India. We're going to Sri Lanka, we'll be able to have a look at some guys that might be able to go to India. India is the big final frontier for Australian cricket, and uh, there's a there's a lot of positivity around the the Australians and and their chances of finally getting um you know, getting over the Indians this time. I mean, we were we were so close in 2017. We were almost. Almost got them there, but we just didn't quite get the job done. There were a few. There were probably a,
1: a couple of games that we let slip in that series that we probably yeah. should have won. Yeah, and there was also a couple of games that we weren't going to ever be allowed to win. So yeah. <laughs> you know, um, it is what it is,
0: mate. So we've got the squad announced. So we'll read through it now. So obviously, Pat Cummins is the captain. Ashton Agar has made the squad. Scott Bolland, Alex Carey, Cameron Green, Peter Handscomb, Josh Hazelwood, Travis Head, Usman Khawaja, Manus Lavashane, Nathan Lyon, Lance Morris, Todd. Mer- Matthew Renshaw, Steve Smith as the vice-captain, Mitchell Stark Mitchell Swepson and David Warner make the squad uh, I think that's pretty much what would the core, core of it's been what you'd expect um, Some the news out of that, Mitchell Stark will not play the first test so he won't fly over with him, he's due to join the side just before the beginning of the second test and Cameron Green is touch and go to play the first test as well, so yeah. Uh, I think he's travelling over there, but uh, they're not 100% sure of how he's going to pull up. So I, I really like this squad. I don't think there's any real major holes in it. We've got uh, you know the usual suspects batting, and we've got two reserve batsmen being Hanscom and, and Renshaw, who yes. are both coming off very strong domestic seasons, both of whom have shown um, tremendous ability
1: about playing spin. Yeah, and the, the thing is, too, like, I think... You know, we've spoken about Marcus Harris before. I really think the gravy train's over for him now that he hasn't made this hit. This, after being the reserve batsman for the entire, and then being observed by uh, Renshaw in the last test, I think Marcus Harris is done now as an as an international player. What do you think of
0: this? I, I'm happy that we've we've now moved on from Harris because I
1: think we we needed to, but. I'm not
0: sure I'm entirely comfortable with how we've moved on from Harris. Yeah, the, what
1: is, the consistency of selection
0: is the issue, isn't what it? What has Harris done wrong to be dropped? I mean, we said at the beginning of the West Indian series, you're the next guy in. We're picking you because you're the next batsman. He hasn't batted to say that he is bad, so he hasn't had a chance to go, well, you're clearly not up to it. Yeah. And then for the next squad, despite the fact that he hasn't done anything wrong, he's not in it. I just... Yeah. It's just um, like just, I, another, just another baffling decision by the Australian selection panel, really, isn't it? I think we've I think we've gotten to the right answer. I'm just not sure yeah. I like the way we got to it. Yeah, if that we, makes sense. Well, we
1: uh, we got the right answer, but how the question was asked was probably a little bit dicey. I mean, I, I do feel a little bit sorry for him because when you when you've been pulled back into the squad after being in oblivion for a while, you clearly think, oh, you know, I've done enough to be back in the squad. And you'd and expect if then, there's an injury or whatever, yeah. I'm the next guy in. And then, yeah. and then they through, bring in Renshaw.
0: Through literal no fault of your own. Yeah. Because he hasn't done anything to so get good yeah. or bad. Exactly.
1: He's now not in the side. So he's essentially wasted a whole summer following the Australian team around, not getting the game, not. Playing any sort of cricket of note at all, I think he played. His last game would have been the Prime Minister's Eleven. Yeah, well, he got. To, he's playing for
0: the Renegades. They released him to go and play for the Renegades. So, okay. Well, um, yeah. So he's got. He's getting some big bash games in now. But yeah, yeah so he's, it's
1: not all, all the, the horses bolder for Marcus Harris. So I mean, that's neither here nor there. I, I like I said, I, I feel a bit sorry for him. I've never felt that he was a test class batsman.
0: Yeah, like I've I said, I think we've gotten to the right answer, but I think yeah. we got there the a, a dubious way. Yeah, um, good to see Lance Morris in there. Yeah, really happy to see that, and I think he could be a smoky to yeah. get a spot because if they're deciding that they want a guy that can run in, bowl fast through the air, rough yeah. thing rough some people up if there's any bounce at all to use, might be yeah. able to rough some people up. He might get in and play that that stark role, yeah. um, especially if, if green isn't fit and they yeah. decide we need three quicks, so we're going to go three genuine quicks and maybe play a, a line and an agar and yeah. shuffle carry up to yeah. six sort of thing. I can um, actually see
1: carry batting at six um, in you know green five, carry six if they're going to play the three spinners. Um, where that leaves Travis Head, I'm not sure. Oh, look, before this summer,
0: I 100% would have said, look, the smartest thing to do would be to drop Head, yeah. shuffle everyone oh, up we've been, we've been down that road several times, but, haven't we? But in all honesty, how do you drop how, Travis how Head he after How do you drop – even though we, we know that he's got deficiencies, he's earned the right to have a crack Yeah. yeah. Um, with the way that he's played at home. Uh, whether or not that – It comes to fruition, but he has come out the way that he's conducted himself over this this test summer. He's earned the right
1: to to have first crack at He's becoming such a mercurially dangerous batsman that he only needs to come off once or twice in the series, and that could be the difference between you winning or losing the series. Uh, so in terms of our spin depth,
0: we've got uh, – so Todd Murphy gets his main call-up to an Australian test yeah. squad. Very happy with that. Uh, Nathan Lyon, obviously, and then Ashton Agar. So we've got one of each, uh, left arm oh, – or sorry, we don't have one. Of, oh, sorry, and Swepson. So Swepson, we've got yeah. one leggy, two offies, and a left arm orthodox. Yeah.
1: Um, Plus we've got like two other guys who can roll – or three other guys who can roll out some part-timers yeah, as well.
0: Travis, Steve, and and yeah. Marnus all yeah. show that they're, they're capable of handling a,
1: a few overs. And Mar- can bowl seam up as well if need be. So look, there's some options oh. there in amongst. I think it's important to have guys in your batting lineup who can get contribute with the ball a little bit.
0: And then with the quicks, you've got Cummins obviously, who you know he's Pat Cummins. He's going to do all right. Yeah, um, you know, Stark when he gets there, Hazelwood who like okay, he's he's back. He's bowling well, potentially really good with the reverse swing ball. We've also brought. Um, Scott Boland, and I think James Anderson showed that if you could be needily accurate and get the ball to do just a little yeah. bit, there is still value to be had over on Indian wickets. So. I
1: think, look, I, I, I could certainly see a place for Scott Boland, but he would have to be prepared to do a lot of the donkey work. Yeah. If he gets a game, he's going to be bowling lots of overs, trying to tie up an yeah, end in the way on Bowling that, he that dry line sort yeah. of stuff.
0: Um, yeah, I think it's a very complete squad. I think there's no really glaring weaknesses. The only thing would be is if if Carey got injured. I imagine if Kerry gets injured during a game, they'd have Pete Hanscom take, over. take the gloves. Fly another wicketkeeper over. Fly another wicketkeeper over. Who should be Jimmy Pearson. I think it's Josh Inglis. So they, I think they've actually announced that if Carey goes yeah. down, Inglis would be flown over. But I'm right there with you with Pearson. He has been a fantastic uh, yeah. Sheffield Shield player for the last couple of years. He's with... an
1: accomplished first-class wicketkeeper. Yeah. And he, right up there with the very best wicketkeepers in the country. Um, I would have no problem with him coming over. I love Josh Inglis. I think he's a fantastic player and he will be uh, and a test player for Australia at some stage. Um, I'm not sure I'd want to be blooding him as a wicket keeper in India. That's oh, why yeah, I'd, I'd go for the experience of Pearson. Um, more more games behind the stumps, more first class experience, um, and I spent a lot of time keeping to Benjamin and Schwepson. Yeah. So is he's is a, quite a good keeper to spin. Uh, so, yeah, so I think it's. I'm
0: really happy. There's nothing there in that squad that I'm like, what? Why? Why have we picked that guy? Why have we not picked that guy? We've clearly got a hole here. Um, yeah, there is an argument that said maybe should Aaron Hardy potentially have been in included if, no. if um, Cam Green doesn't, isn't fit in time. But uh, yeah, I'm thinking it's no, no. probably no, not yet. we're over-complicating things there. Yeah. If Cam Green's not fit in time, you just pick a batsman. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Look, Aaron Hardy's time's coming. Oh, yeah. Oh, it, 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 it's coming like a freight train, people. but just oh,
0: I can very much see a, a point in time where well, they Aaron, both Aaron Hardy and Cam Green can play on the same side. Oh, yeah. Um, I did see, like, I, I didn't see the interview. I just saw snippets of the interview, and admittedly, the sound was off. I was at a waiting room, and they just had um, uh, the closed captions. And it was Marnus talking about a potential move for Travis head to the top of the order. What well, I, I, we briefly spoke about this today at work. and I'm thinking there's
1: a, a bit in that. Oh, look, there's. There, it's a tantalising prospect, isn't it? Like, particularly if conditions suit, you know, you, there's going to be a little bit there in the wicket. They've, they're 135 an hour uh, you know bowlers the Indians. yeah um, Suraj and Shami at their best might push 138, 140. They don't have the air speed they have the skill but because I was just you thinking, thinking Trav Head to go K- out. and Kawaja
0: just... is a much more accomplished player against spin yeah. he's played, plays in the middle order for Queensland yeah. if Travis head has shown a massive massive deficiency against slower bowlers on slow wickets. Yeah. Like with all of the subcontinent tours that we've gone on, he has struggled. When a lot of the batsmen have played fairly well, he has found it difficult. Moving to the top of the order, um, where the ball's still hard, if there's ever going to be any bounce, it's going to be then. Yeah. They're probably going to bowl their at least one of their quicker bowlers to yeah. open, maybe a couple of overs from both. Yeah. You get him in there... He starts finding his – getting his feet moving, getting his eyes and his hands moving um, against the, the, the seam-up bowlers yeah. before the spinners come on. Might just make him a little more comfortable. And you can imagine he's going to go on and run a ball, yeah. really put India on the back foot straight away, especially yeah. if David Warner, you know, has a bit of a champagne finish to his career and actually has a good series over. You can imagine Dave Warner and Travis Head in full flight, going hard in the Indians, yeah. you know, day one, test one. And then, you know, if he gets out, so you've got Khawaja coming in at, say, five – Who's who can take the innings deep? Who who likes playing on, especially on slower conditions? Now he's really turned into some of the, like a, a slower a slower pitch um, specialist. Sort of specialist, yeah. And and uh, could be a way to help alleviate some of the concerns and really maximise Travis Head's strengths. Because if the top four do their job, he's just going to come in on a raging dust bowl with Jadeja at one end and Ashwin at the other, or Axar Patel at the other, and just yeah. be you know, sixes and sevens trying to figure out what he's going to do. This could be a way to just go in your job, see what you're doing, see ball, hit ball, and we're going to put you in a position that you've been doing it so well against the opposition quick bowlers, uh-huh. and we're going to get you as many balls as we feasibly can against opposition quick bowlers. Uh-huh. Um, I, just, uh, they, I really they, like that idea. I don't think we're it's, going it's to do that.
1: left field because it's
0: basically going to tear up the balance of the team. I don't think it really. It's just a simple swap of Kauat. So you, you're trading the, the counter punch. Of Kawaja uh, for the fully out attack of Oh no, so you're trading the counterpunch of head coming in at five and yeah. just like really, really gunning up when the ball's yeah. getting old yeah. to steadiness of Kawaja to
1: To see you through to, to see you. To ball. see you
0: through to the to the new ball yeah. and then and then you, you the, the trade off being is your counter punch is actually going to be a preemptive strike with yeah. with head coming in early yeah. and going really hard. Early on, like I don't, I don't think Australia is going to get too. I um, don't. F-
1: I think that, that too cute, is so... too cute with yeah. it. I think that
0: they're going to go and do what they've that they've yeah. done. You'll see Warner, Kawaja, yeah. Lavishay, Smith, and Head coming at five. But I just thought that's Marnus is coming up. there. I wonder how much that's being spoken about. Yeah, and um. Or was as it just being Manus' thought, box? or it was just, you know, yeah, Manus being Manus <laughs> and just going doing his own thing. Um, we love you. And that being said, too, I didn't catch the whole interview, so it, I may be reading further into it than what I what it yeah. actually was. But I, I think it's it's certainly in a, an interesting um, way of, of looking at things. As it is, my my pick for the first test, obviously, depending on conditions, would be, yeah, so I said, Warner Kawaja, Labashane Smith, head. I'd have um, then. Carey at six, Agar at seven, and then Lyon, Cummins, Hazelwood, and then I would... Are we playing Swepson. If it was a real spinning wicket, like a real burner wicket, I would be looking at then going either Swepson. I'd probably go Murphy, to be honest.
1: I, I like Murphy. I think Murphy brings something that... um. Schwepson hasn't showed in his brief career yet, and that's a level of consistency and control, and as well as having some penetration. Consistency and control is going to be big.
0: I would be tempted though, in all honesty, to debut Lance Morris. If, if unless it was if it was a wicket that screened, you have to have three spinners, three genuine spinners yeah, on then, this wicket. No, you don't. Then you'd go I'd go Murphy. But if it was a wicket that you might be able to get away with, you you want to have three quick options, especially if it maybe yeah. you end up bowling first just that extra airspeed, right. um, help rough the ball up a bit more. Can you get I don't know how Lance Morris does with the reverse swing because I haven't followed him too closely. Yeah. Well, at I wouldn't Australian imagine level. that he would have but actually been exposed to
1: that type of skill if, in his brief 1st if, if he could get the
0: ball to yeah. reverse at 145, 150, he could be a huge weapon. So that would be mine. I would be going with the five batsmen, the keeper, and then the, the five balls. Yeah. Being I mean, Hagar. I, yeah. Agar, line, definite starters, and then depending on what you're looking at the wicket. If the wicket looks like it's going to be pretty dusty, and you're going to get away with with two Hazelwood and Cummins. If you want a third one, then go Morris, and then I would be going Murphy as my
1: yeah.
0: as my my third spinner.
1: No, I would have no problems with any of that. Um, I don't think they'll go that way, though. I really don't. The, the Australian selectors have shown uh, disturbing. Tendency to being very inconsistent and very at some you think here's a here's a chance opportunity to take a chance with some things and they don't and then in other times they they'll take a chance. I still don't understand why Matt Renshaw was picked in the Test team to bat at number six. Why have you done that? That that didn't make any sense to me. But we digress.
0: Yeah, it was it was it'd be interesting. So. Unless they wanted to have a look at Renshaw potentially to be like that getting reserve, get him yeah. getting him some run like some runs under his belt, are for, we look,
1: but I mean, how are they looking at Renshaw? Are they looking at Renshaw as somebody can bat all the way through the order, or is he I, just I, there to be the reserve opener? I,
0: I think they're looking at Renshaw that he can go in and bat. If you need, need an opener, you can go to yeah. Renshaw. If you need a middle order batsman, you can go Renshaw. Like, where does it
1: leave hands come?
0: Well, Hanscom, again, he'd be a middle-order player as well. Yeah. Um, one thing I'd like, I like I like about Hanscom is that he is a right-handed option which plays against yes. Ravi Ashwin, which uh, I'd like to find a way to get him in there. And obviously, the, the leading up to this summer, the whole big talk from mine was you leave Travis Head out and you play Hanscom, just a straight yeah. swap.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but and Travis with, Head Travis Head's uh, four. Yeah. He, he, he definitely plays the first test. Yeah. Come rain, hail, or shine. Yeah. He, his inconsistency against spin aside, he has done the work. He deserves to have a crack. Um, with a summer like that, he has earned the right to fail. Oh, absolutely. Um, um, if he doesn't come off and he's looking really scratchy around um, for the, the first test, I'd then potentially float that idea of getting him up the order, having him have a crack early with the ball's new and hard. And if that hasn't come off, then he doesn't play tests Three and four for mine. Yeah. He's got two tests. You yeah. get a chance in the middle. That if you're really struggling to find your feet, give him a crack at the top. See what he does. If he doesn't find his feet there, then yeah. maybe Travis Head's just one of those guys that you just don't take to the to, to yeah. slow spinning wickets. And then yeah. that's all right. You can be a still be a good player and oh, have you have you, the spots that you you do well and you do poorly. But yeah. um, you, just because he's in the side doesn't mean that you keep him in the side all the time. Like McGill. McGill didn't play. Right. Every game, despite being good enough to, you saved him for where he would be yeah. the most useful. And sometimes I think that the, the the batting lineups don't get held to that same
1: accountability, a, accountability like bowlers as bowlers. Like
0: bowlers will use bowlers where we can use bowlers, but batters, they're right. just locked in. Yeah. If you're in the side, you're in the side So you don't score any runs, despite right. the fact that there are places that you score runs better or worse. They just get left in there and,
1: yeah.
0: you know, sometimes you might just need to be a bit sort of clue-y. It's but- going to
1: take some pretty ruthless calls, but, I mean, if we, if we find ourselves 2-0 down after two and – Oh, seriously. Is- well, yeah. we're not <laughs> – The series as the series well. gone. What do we do then? Yeah. So, so it
0: was good. I can't wait for February to get that off the mark. It's going to be a big – Big big series and one that I'm sure that Cummins and the the Brain trust have really got their eye on. Um, and I want to get off to it well. I want to have a good 2023 Indian series, World Cup, Ashes. They'll want to. They will want to knock those off. This, they will want is, this to come is the away biggest
1: year in Australian cricket for quite a while. Yeah, absolutely.
0: For quite a while. All right, guys. Thank you very much for in you know enjoying the podcast. Hopefully, you enjoyed the podcast. We're all done for tonight. Um, we will be back next week. I'm pretty sure Glenn will finish gallivanting around the country and be back ready to to chat cricket with us. So um, well, we um, can only hope. And uh, so until next week, uh, enjoy the cricket, enjoy the big bash, enjoy the South African T20s. If you're in a uh, you know a time zone that is a little more uh, uh, friendly, three o'clock in the morning. Is no. not going to work. for Not me. even
1: if I'm starting at six, and I'm
0: no, sorry. I can't. I can't do it. I was sitting there going, oh, it starts when? Uh, 2.20 a.m. No, no, no. Yes. Can I? No. What about no, Aaron? No. I no. will just catch the foot. No. <laughs> what if I watch the foot? No. 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 <laughs> um, but it. Uh, I, caught some highlights. It looks like a good production. I hope it really does well, because whatever makes South African cricket will make me happy, because I I like seeing good competitive series between us and South Africa. But until next week, bye for now. Over.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land Sluts, you can get lucky just about anywhere.